Stay frosty, the snowman. Beast mode. Well, blow me down. Well, big my day. Merry Christmas. Generous fall. And then Enzo says some Enzo bullshit. Seven, eight, nine. Days of Christmas. <laughs> Are we still? T- is this still happening? Happy holidays, dear listeners, and welcome to a very special end of season one Christmas, Hanukkah, and Yule holiday spectacular episode of Alphanumeric. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am another host, NeoCal. And I'm your other, other host, AP Sniddler. And this week on Alphanumeric, we are reviewing. Nothing. We have gone through the first season. (laughs) We we have gone through the first season of uh, Reboot, and we decided that this was just going to be a nice little recap episode of the whole season. Um, It's also the last podcast we're going to be recording for the year. Uh, if you're listening to this live with us, uh, we're recording in mid-December of 2020, the year of all so years. Gives all you guys uh, opportunity to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so you're definitely listening to this live. On the edge of your seat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Waiting at, uh, at bated breath. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so this is our uh, end of season one recap episode, and we're we're tying it in with the holiday theme because I'm feeling festive. God damn it! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Merry Christmas, Good Yule, Happy Hanukkah, and joyous whatever else. Welcome to the show. Spread the Yule tide. How you guys doing today? I'm uh, doing groovy. Just uh, you know, sitting down and talking into a mic. Catching that killer surf on the Yuletide, man. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Wow. That's what I'm doing. So basically sitting at home in my boxers eating mandarin oranges. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. That's that's the dream right there. That's the dream. (laughs) I just, I just, yeah. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a 2020 Christmas right there. Yep, that's how it is. <laughs> See, the oh. trick is to try to eat the entire box before they get shriveled and moldy. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Excuse me. I actually, I, I got up fair. Well, I always get up early, but I got, I slept in a little bit today, but I still got up fairly early and did some laundry. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get dressed and be productive and clean the house and. Uh, do some prepping for the show. And I ended up uh, sitting on the couch in wearing nothing but my bathrobe with my laundry, clean laundry, I might add, uh, sitting beside me on the couch watching Vikings. And I shit you not, it took me three hours to fold like one laundry basket full of clothes just because I was feeling so unmotivated. (laughs) And has I, anything changed since then? I believe it. 
Um, I am wearing clothing now, and my laundry is folded. <laughs> and the episode, three episodes of Vikings that I watched uh, have concluded. Mazel tov! <laughs> do, do, do. I wish I had, like, uh, uh, like party... What are those things called? You blow party into poppers? Them. Yeah, oh, you blow... Kazoos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you blow into them, and they make that sound. Whatever, I'll just add oh, that. That whistle is like, wee! I think he means those little things that like unravel when you blow in them and they go. Brrr. Yeah. That's oh, I mean. yes. Those. Yes, I know what I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> those thingies. Yeah, those things. Like, I, I think I recreated the sound pretty accurately. Yeah, that was, that was not bad. Good job. <laughs> so what are we doing this fine episode? You you get a uh, a golden Christmas tree, my friend. <clears throat> Good. <laughs> I, I have always wanted a golden Christmas tree. I've had a silver Christmas tree before. I have too. It's nice. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> are we doing anything this episode? Sorry, I, I have to apologize that I went silent. I was getting uh, text messages <laughs> from my partner. You're just, just like everything just kind of oh that something didn't fly there. <laughs> No, that wasn't like a, a joke. That wasn't the, the result of a joke just like falling <laughs> flat on its face or anything like is what usually happens when I go silent. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was getting a text message from my partner. Uh, so what we are doing this episode is we are uh, going to be naming off our top three and bottom three episodes of season one of Reboot. Um, we're going to be doing it in a roundtable type format. Uh, so basically, how it's going to work is I'm going to be like, uh, Cal, tell me your number, your bottom third episode. And then I'll be like, Aiden, tell me your bottom third episode. And then I will name mine. And then I'll be like, Cal, tell me your uh, top third episode. And so on and so forth. Eventually getting to back yeah, looping around to each of our uh, bottom ones and top ones. Sounds that good. Sense? Sounds fantastic. Does that make sense? <clears throat> makes sense to me. Very. But doesn't make dollars. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, uh, it's Christmas <clears throat> time, folks. Uh, what do you guys got going on for Christmas? I know this is a kind of a uh, an unusual year, but hopefully, hopefully we're all <clears throat> getting it to spend getting to spend it with at least some loved ones. You know, <clears throat> it's true. I live alone, so I won't be doing a whole heck of a lot. I uh, was planning on having a uh, turkey dinner at my place. Well, the last the last Christmas I'll have in my house because I'm moving, and uh, which would have been lovely except for all these restrictions that just came on, so I can mm -hmm. do a limited amount of celebrating. But <clears throat> I, can, I can do what I can do, and uh, just, that's just the kind of year we've been having lately. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, uh, well uh, Christmas Day is the perfect day to binge-watch entire episodes of shows, or perhaps binge-listen to entire <laughs> seasons of podcasts. Yes. So Christmas Day, if you don't have a lot going on, and this means you, listeners, what 
what better way to spend your time than to listen to the th- an entire season of podcasts of the three of us discuss a computer-generated cartoon from 1994? If you're like me, and I know I am, that is what I would be doing. Right? I'm not wrong here. Mm. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's just science. <laughs> Weird science, perhaps. Uh, Cal, what's your... Uh, What's your Christmas looking like? My Christmas is trying to buy uh, like homemade decadent, like expensive chocolates before, but like not too early before Christmas. So they don't like they they stay fresh, but like before places close down. So (laughs) that's going to be a challenge in of itself. No kidding. And uh, finishing this goddamn box of mandarin oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by Christmas Day you'll be wearing pants. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it'll be cold enough to warrant <laughs> pants. <laughs> and then I, I totally thought you were. I totally thought you were going to say like uh, I'm going to try to buy a PS5. <laughs> you know, I I kind of have been, but I've only been half-assing it, which. Same. You know, you got to full asset if you actually want to buy a PS5. You need like those those apps installed to like immediately like notify you when um they come available. Like those mm. ones that auto refresh a page and then like like text you and like fit, add it to your cart and all that stuff. Mm. But like so eh, what you're saying is you got a lot smart of asset. Yeah, you got a smart asset. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It'd be nice to have one, but like at the same time, like Gen One consoles, like the like version one, I mean, are never great. I was like, are we bringing Transformers into this somehow? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even if I have to wait like one, two, like whatever months, eh, I, I guess I could. Yeah, I'm not. I'm personally not too too worried about it because, like, I mean. I'm I'm almost 36 years old now. I've seen many console launches at this point. Uh, I know by March they're going to be everywhere. Yeah, good point. Like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm I can survive till March. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably I, I'm trying to get on the the Xbox Series X train. Uh, simply so I can actually play Cyberpunk in a um uh. In a at a decent frame rate. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christopher. For anyone listening, Christopher made the most perplexing of decisions when it came to Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I bought. I currently I have a gaming PC and an Xbox One X. Uh, not a base model Xbox One, fortunately, but I have an Xbox One X, um, which is the more powerful, like their equivalent to the PS4 Pro, essentially. Yes. Um, I decided instead of buying Cyberpunk 2077 for my gaming PC, which, uh, based on my research, could have run the game at around 54 frames per second at 1440p, which is pretty good. But instead of doing that, I decided to buy it for my Xbox One X because unsubscribed. I'm like, <laughs> uh, CD Projekt Red was promising uh, free next-gen upgrades 
for the uh, for the next console. So I'm like, okay, so if I buy Cyberpunk for my One X sometime next year, I'll get a free Series X version with like you know, like 4K 60 ray tracing, all of that. Yeah, fun stuff. All of the all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So I'm like, for okay. Anyone, for anyone not listening, probably. like that's what CD Projekt Red said. If you buy it on PS4, then you could digitally like download it for free on the PS5. Like they're just honoring that you, if you buy it once from them, you can you can get it on the next gen hardware. And that's what Christopher <clears throat> decided to do. Yes, I I wholeheartedly regret that decision. <laughs> And, oh, uh, sweet summer child! How dare you think that a game released on a console should run? Yeah, especially <laughs> a game that was announced eight fucking years ago. Yeah, it like was clearly I, intended to run on PCs and <clears throat> next gen hardware. Like, and this is something that I've seen a lot of people uh, say in defense of CD Projekt Red on like Reddit <laughs> and whatnot. They're like. They're like, oh, it should just be like it's an it's intended to be a next gen game. It's like, no, it isn't. There's no next gen version available. It <laughs> it is a current gen game that was announced when the PS3 and 360 <clears throat> were still like the current gen. This game was announced in 2012, for God's sake. Skyrim came out 2011. <laughs> And now mm. that thing runs on refrigerators, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I regret that decision. And I, at, uh, at uh, the recommendation, the public recommendation of CD Projekt Red, I asked Microsoft <laughs> for a refund, and my refund was denied. But now today, Microsoft is saying we're giving refunds to everyone. But because I've already asked for a refund and it's been denied, I'm not eligible for a refund. Wow. I can't even like resubmit a refund request. Like there's wow. no way to do it. I even tried calling Microsoft and their their phone help, like their their one eight hundred number is just like please refer to help.xbox.com. Goodbye. And they hang up on you. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. So wow. uh yeah, so I'm kind of screwed on that front. That Merry Christmas, good. folks! I have nothing to add to this. No, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, I'd be glad that you don't, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my uh, my my plans for Christmas. Um, typically, my my partner goes over to the mainland to to visit family. Um, and I usually like sometimes I go with her, but a lot of the time I'll stay over here either by myself or I'll like hang out with like another friend or two who doesn't have anyone that they can or want to spend time with on Christmas. Christopher extends the festive spirit to his lonesome friends that have nobody else. <laughs> yes, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um but uh this year because of things being the way they are, my partner is going to be here, so uh I figure it's going to buy buy a ham and make a nice Christmas dinner and I just read today that season 9 of Letterkenny is debuting on Christmas Day, so That's my yeah. my my uh 
my entertainment for the day is set. Awesome. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Listeners, mm-hmm. if you've never if you've never seen Letter Kenny, it's one of the funniest Canadian shows in history. <laughs> it is it's delivered completely like deadpan. Yeah. All of it's like just <clears throat> machine gun jokes. So it's very like dialogue heavy. It's vi- it's farmer it, talk. Like it is typical. It's, it's also extremely witty though and there's yeah. a lot of wordplay that goes that goes on in it. So if you like wordplay based humor, uh it's the show for you. In the in the states, because uh, I know that's where most of our listeners are. Uh in the US it's available on Hulu. So check it out. I think it's debuting in season nine is debuting on Hulu on the 26th down there, which is what we call Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway, check out Letter Kenny. Reboot. Yeah. On to Reboot. reboot. It's another Canadian show. Yes. Yes, it is. It's It's come out some time ago. Yeah. 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 It may come back. Let's. Well, it tried to, but we'll talk yes. about that later. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say, let's hope. And I was yeah, about I was, to be like, mm, I was going to say that. And then, then I realized, <laughs> I was like, hang on a sec. No, maybe let's not. <laughs> no, let's not hope. Let's hope a damn thing. Listeners, one day, uh, sometime next year, I will talk about <laughs> Reboot the Guardian Code on one episode of the show. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh, you guys don't have to watch. I'm going. I intend to binge all 20 episodes of that over the course of a week. And there just... were 20 episodes of that. Yep. Blimey. I think there were only 42 episodes of reboot, like the original reboot series as a whole. So, well, I'll binge it and then do that show with, if you like. I uh, now I'm just curious. I will read a synopsis of each episode and do the <laughs> do it with you, you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Actually, since it's we'll f- we'll figure that out later. But since it's 20 episodes, maybe we'll take a couple of weeks to binge it. it yeah. Yeah. Just kind of go over the whole thing. No, you watch it over the holidays. No. God damn it. Oh, there you go. Watch that on Christmas Day. Jesus. <laughs> no. That'll ruin no, we're your holidays. To convince people not to kill <laughs> oh. themselves. <laughs> That is uh, not, not alphanumeric. Uh, yes, uh, uh, 2020 is not the uh, the Christmas to spend watching Reboot the Guardian Code. Although it would no. fit. Um, <laughs> That's, Reboot the Guardian uh, Code is the 2020 no. of Reboot Seasons. This is, this is the 20... So, it's like <laughs> watching um, Reboot the Guardian Code, right? But yep. not willingly, as if your arms are strapped down like that scene from A Clockwork Orange, oh and your God. eyes are like being propped open, and somebody's open. like putting drops in them. Blimey. And you're just like, please, no. <sighs> kill me. Like the kill me. Of kill me. <laughs> yeah. uh, the 9-11 of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I was waiting for someone to hear that. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's dark. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking <laughs> of numbers, why don't mm. we get started uh, talking, counting down our uh, bottom three and top three episodes of season yes. one of Reboot? Yeah. Um, uh, Christopher, let's let's start with you. 
Uh, mix it up each round. No, I want to. I want to go in the same order each way. And I was thinking, Cal, we'll start with you. Then we'll go with Aiden, and then I'll go. All right, we'll start with me. Dun dun dun. All right. So, again, anyone listening, uh, we're starting with our like we have top three best and top three worst. Mm. And this is my number three of the worst. Uh, episode two, Racing the Clock. Now, that possibly, is in my bottom three as well. Possibly, uh, possibly unexpected for me since that also introduces Hexadecimal. And yep. I really enjoy Hexadecimal, the way she looks, the way she talks, the way she moves. But it, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> um, the the, the whole... simple fact that they reference, oh, it's a bomb at the very beginning, <laughs> but then they're perplexed when it's actually a like a bomb is <clears throat> so weird. It's and the like fact... that single episode had like different writers that didn't like talk about what they were doing. Well, it's the so fact... weird. And the fact that like they even like Bob even goes through with it at all. It's like, okay, That's... we know this yeah. is a bomb. Like, why don't we just go and throw it into a tear or something? Or just like... drop it on the ground. Because it, it stuck on his face initially. Yeah. Right? As he's like weird, creepy, like hovering. Um, leaving um, what's Hexadecimal's uh, district called? Uh, Lost um, Angles. Lost Angles, yeah. yeah. And she's he's leaving Lost Angles like through like telekinesis or or something Hexadecimal did to him. Uh, he pulls the mask <clears throat> off, and then like instead of just being like, "Huh, glitch, delete, or something," uh, <laughs> like he just holds on to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it enters a game and it's like attached to his car. So I uh, yeah, And that yeah. the games in this show can be fun, but like the game in that episode just went on way too fucking long. Like, like any Grand Prix racing game. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna mention for it listeners, to... if you don't remember the game in that episode was like a uh, a, a Grand Prix racing game. It tries to jazz it up by um being like diddy kong racing like there's a hover cart and then there's a plane part yeah and then there yeah there's like an f0 racing yeah because yeah because there's there's a hover there's hover craft and planes and diddy kong racing as well as carts but like like that whole like like what is it uh dot and enzo are in the game too and they're trying to like warn Bob, and he's just being really daft. They're like, "Your car, it's a bomb!" Yeah, no. And he's like, "Yeah, my car is the bomb." I know, right? Hey, I have to win the game. <laughs> but you it slow does... down, and this bus will explode. <laughs> you can't go under fifty. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Wake up, samurai! There's a city to burn. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> and then you just yell and shoot your gun up in the air. Anyways, uh, but the, to give it some a point, um, 
Hexadecimal's introduction is exactly how a villain should be introduced. Whereas mm-hmm. in the previous episode, The Tear, it did a really bad job of building up to introducing Megabyte. I think he's introduced in a vid window. So, yes. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah, good is. part of the episode. It actually does one of the villains justice. Anyways. Yeah, he's, not, he's not even introduced in a vid window in an isolation shot. It's like, I think like Dodd and Enzo are also in frame or something. Um, Bob just crashed hack and slash and he just oh, like right, right. up talking yeah. to Bob. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, who's this? Why do we care? Anyways, I'm going to move on. That's, that's that. Unless anyone has anything to add. Oh, I suppose it's really interesting because we get to see a game crash. Yes. So I'll give it that point. We get to see a game crash and what that means. It's dangerous for the sprites and the binomes in, involved in the game. Although I'm going to deduct points because that never comes up again. Yeah, it's interesting to think like you can crash a game. Like here's here's a thought experiment. You can crash a game if you know you're going to lose and then just try to ride out instead of getting sucked into the tear, just ride it out. Because remember, as the game collapses, they just end up back in mainframe and they fall on the ground. Right. Yeah. But like you said, that never comes up again. But it's interesting to think of. You could you could purposely crash a game if you know you're going to lose to avoid being nullified. Mm. Mm. Kind of cool to think about. Yeah, we never talked about it before. But like you said, that never comes up again. So yeah, never at any point. Certainly not in season one anyway. And I don't remember it ever coming up in any uh, in an episode in any subsequent season. So. I'm deducting yeah. points from the episode <laughs> yeah. for that reason. Anyone have anything else to add or shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, hmm. Sniddler, what is your bottom third episode? Oh my. Um, it got me thinking. It got me thinking. What well, my bottom third episode, my least of all favorite episode i'm gonna no no no. this is your third so number one is your very least favorite yeah okay that's kind of what your third oh okay Okay. so this is your third least favorite which is number one is your your most hated oh okay never mind then okay yeah that's that is yeah okay yeah like a countdown all right uh i'm gonna say uh the tiff was one of my mm. least favorite episodes. Was mm. one of my least favorite episodes. It's um, in my dishonorable mentions. Yeah, we do get to see your favorite uh, binome. That is true. The makeup lady binome is in there. The, ma- the makeup lady binome. Yeah, unfortunately, true. it's, it's not, not enough to say it. <laughs> not enough to bounce back from this. Uh, glitch is a far too useful tool. If it wasn't for glitch, they would have lost the game. That that's that that that's one of the holes that I can see. Um, What's the, the game in um, that one again? It's Starship Alcatraz, right? That yeah. one where right. like the, uh, Judge yeah. Dredd versus the Riddler. That's, that's... it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dot looked red in it. Oh yeah, so yeah, did Bob. The, cool costumes, cool guns, cool everything, except just the storyline seemed a little dumb. Game, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 on my also, list. The of... conflict is dumb. Yeah, it is. It, it's and very forced. Plan is dumb. It's it could forced. have been avoided. 
It could have been avoided. And it's just kind of childishly... A comedy of errors? Is that what it's called, Christopher? Like when people just continuously misunderstand each other and a whole episode is around it? Uh, Yeah, I I don't like that that, trope. Whatever it's called, I don't like the trope. Yeah, it's very... That epi- their their conflict is very stilted and awkward and comes just completely out of nowhere and, it, and it's very clear that it's only happening to drive the plot of the episode forward. Yeah, yeah, yes, they butt heads for inexplicable reason. Yes, yeah. yeah, so if, if I had a bottom five, like this would probably be number four. Yeah. And so, and yeah, to, go ahead to, to to make Enzo feel like he had to put himself at the data dump. <laughs> uh, I think it was just a waste of time and just and it, in, in, incredibly... I think it was a stupid thing to do because right. clearly Bob and Dot didn't give a lick about that situation and they just kind of started fighting again while Where, Enzo was basically about if, to die. If Frisket wasn't there, he would actually just die. Yeah, that's it. The dog, <laughs> so the dog he saved the day. to tie himself up. But yeah. instead he's like, yeah, tie it tighter, like, tighter, like, yeah. make sure I can't move. Like, really, like, make sure it looks like you kidnapped me, but actually do it, you know? That's weird to me. Yeah. Not like fake handcuffs or just hands behind the back, like, actually, like, tied down to the conveyor belt. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the more we talk All- about it, the more, yeah. Um. Although, although... And yes. could have just rolled himself off the conveyor belt. Right? Because he was tied up, but he wasn't tied to the conveyor to belt. To the conveyor belt. Exactly. There, was just, okay. there was too much there. <laughs> too much, man. Too much, man. And, you know, Enzo, grow up. Uh, <laughs> the one good part, I guess, is, like, the cast and um, staff of his, like, little... Like, we get to see the director, Binome. Mm. Yeah. Right? We get and to the see cars. the... Oh, so the, one of us cardboard one of us of saw uh, yeah one of us saw that um the little viral like glowing symbol on the binomes was actually different yeah yeah, yeah. it was like also, a goofy face Mike the TV <laughs> is just randomly introduced in this episode oh is that the episode yeah he just shows up he like he's just in Bob's apartment wait what yeah when was this yeah he he kicks oh, him down oh yes that's trash, right the garbage chute yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. I actually forgot about that. Actually, the, that, that funny little montage. And the, it looks the, like he's just chilling. Yeah, and that is like the only thing that I actually like about that episode is the montage of Bob yeah. being bored in his apartment. <laughs> I got so much to do. <laughs> yeah. So better get started. Straight up, just passed out on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways, yeah. Out. Yeah. M- moving on, uh, Christopher, your number mm. three least favorite episode. So my bottom third episode is Identity Crisis Part One. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. So first <sighs> off, it has good parts, but it's not. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was torn about this one, but ultimately. Two things really kind of ruined the episode for me. One, uh, it's very obvious that Cyrus is a douchebag. Like, very, very, very obvious. Yeah. And, like, I, I get it, it's a kid's show, but it's just, 
the characters in this world should be able to pick up on the fact that Cyrus is a bad guy. It's like, yeah. oh, random new character is introduced who has like swoopy hair with like a streak in it and a fucking soul patch. And he has this kind of like, <laughs> and he talks yes, like, yes, yes. yeah, that is. And he's he, got a, he's he has got a, a green icon too. Icon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so obvious that 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 he's not to be trusted, and yet even straight up like pockets the the uh, data pad at one point. Yeah, and everyone's like panicking, and he's like, "If I was a bad guy, you would have been screwed by now. Please look <laughs> after these with your life." And and uh, Dot what, is like, though? "I will look after it with my life." And I'm like, well, "Shouldn't you have already been looking after it?" How was he no. even able to? Anyways, yeah, it's all what, like. Good thing I got that practice there? run for guard, as far as guarding this thing with my life goes. Yeah, um, your life isn't much then. Um, yeah. Also, uh, dot like weirdly teleporting from the uh, the sewer. Oh yeah, to get the hover tank. Yeah, she goes from being in the like the the sewer, like going up to the the manhole cover. In the and matter of like a split Bob second, by yeah. she she arrives with a hover tank and she's like, "Get in!" And I'm like, "Uh, was something cut from the episode? Something pretty important?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you, yeah, and like even if a scene was missing there, like it still doesn't make any sense. Why? Yeah. Why would Bob, instead of Dot, be hiding, waiting for Dot to? And then he seems surprised. When it's her in the tank, it yeah. yeah, it's I would be too. Yeah, and the fact that Dot is having all these visions that like are the result of we find out in uh, part two of that episode are the result of these like weird like temple things that Fong put on her, some sort of device that, that lets you see alternative like realities. But he puts it on her in part two inside of a. I no, yeah. I'll save it. I'll save it. I don't. Yeah, don't and about number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest. That's on my worst. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we're talking about it now. Um, I thought but it anyways, was something that he tank. was like operating remotely. And yeah, that was weird. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And it, not even mentioning the part about he, how Bob does some like hardcore acrobatics and kicks off that manhole cover. Oh, um, yeah, that, that was an interesting right, right, catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish any I could do good that. part of that? <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I, I should have added that to, to my mm. list, but it's locked. It's locked. Um, <laughs> um, I like the look of future, of like alternate future mainframe. So yeah. I'll give that a plus. Yeah, and I like, like, um, like United Nations dot outfit, like her like business outfit with the glasses and and uh, Bob oh, and had Bob. those aves. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Bob with his aviators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, that was my so, bottom number three. So. So we're done our bottom threes. So let's uh, move on to our um, our third favorite. Uh, uh, should we go in the same order? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. All right. Uh, my third favorite is actually 
uh, Wizards, Warriors, and a word from our sponsor. Oh, didn't uh, make this my was, list. This was, it almost didn't, but <sighs> I grew up with D&D, and there's so much interesting encounters in this. It, it pushed <laughs> a couple others down, and it took my number three spot. Mm. Again, rewatching it, it's flawed, but like little little things like their outfits, um, the level design, how they were checking their maps, their little spells, um, the simple fact that like when they tried to grab each other's equipment, it like phased through their hands. Right. The very careful balancing of making Mike the TV annoying to the characters but entertaining to the viewer. Yes. Mm. And um, Bob not being the uh, taking the the spotlight. It's yeah, actually kind of point. equally distributed among all of them, mm. and that's very rare for the show. Like all of them helped in different ways, and I I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Right, I like the uh, the, the, the transition screens. <laughs> the transition screens are very gauntlet like. Um, very weird game design, like beating the uh i actually wanted to mention this while we reviewed it but i didn't beating the other uh like what they have to do is get to level like 99 before or 66 right yeah mm. before the the user 69 and... <laughs> 69 nice nice, <laughs> nice. uh Sorry, I couldn't resist. And um one or both of you uh we also reviewed it with um Alicar Yes. And yeah, shout um, out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, I'd totally play that game having to race. No, no, you wouldn't. And here's why. Imagine being 14 hours into an RPG and you just get a game over screen and it says NPCs you've never met have reached level 66. That is why you would not play <laughs> that game. You You wouldn't like. To enjoy losing at a random moment because another group like somehow got ahead that you've never met somehow got ahead of you and like beat you to the uh, the the chalice. Chamber. Yeah, you didn't even know you were playing against a certain. Group. That seems yeah, like a uh, bit of a, a bit of a, it, a downer. It's not good game design. That yeah. is incredibly bad game design. It's That's good for the it, show. Not good in real life. It's, it's Go good for that show, making it kind of like a, a competition. But like, they didn't spawn in as NPCs like they usually mm. do. They spawned in as like another player group. Yeah, which, was which very is kind of weird. weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the show's ever really kind of done that. So that's why it was weird to me. It was like they were like another player playing the game simultaneously. Right. It made it all. It made it uh, much less like a like a traditional RPG, like a dungeon crawler, and more like a uh, uh, a PvP arena type game, like a race. Y- yeah. Except instead of them encountering each other and fighting, they just like race to get to the challenge. Anyways, it's funny. I said that's my number three favorite, and I'm doing I was like complaining. I was just going to point that <laughs> out, actually. But no, yeah, there's, there's good things and there's bad things about every episode. And yeah. the, lessons, totally, yeah. the lessons are good. Um, the characters are good. All the monsters are good. The carrot warriors. The skeletons. Abracadabra. What, Abraca, whatchamacadabra call it? Like, just little things like <laughs> yeah. that. There's so much in it that that's why I was like, you know what? As much as I have problems with the parts of it, it's still 
it's still decent. It's still got got some good moments. Uh, the shadow versions of them, like what the fuck? Yeah. So it it is it's up there. Or yeah. maybe that's a testament to season one that I complain that much about my, one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. But uh, yeah, let's let's move onwards to uh, Snidler. Right. What's your third favorite episode? The third favorite episode. Um, my third favorite episode is oh, really only because that's the episode we meet Mouse. Finally. And Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about the, the great brain robbery. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yes. You you cut out when you said uh when you presumably said the, the episode title, so just to oh, make things oh, clear. Sorry. I think you just paused for dramatic intent. Yeah, it's uh the great brain robbery may or may not end up on one of our actually worst episodes. Oh, Oh, sorry. I, I was basing that purely on the fact that Mouse oh, shows know. up for the you first You weren't there time. for that. Yeah, you right? weren't there for that episode. I got I was mighty thirsty. Seeing <laughs> yeah. thirsty enough for both of you. Yeah, <laughs> much thirstier than I was expecting to be. To be honest, yeah. much thirstier, <laughs> but not as cringy as the episode where Hexadecimal came in and I talked about her. <laughs> That that yeah. was hard. That's hard to go back and listen to. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> so and, listeners, and go back and around. listen to it. Yeah, yeah. it came around. It's basically just me talking about my kinks for fifteen minutes before Christopher goes. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, I came around. I was like, you know what? I like that she has sharp canines. I like her weird, like little face design. I like her biceps. Like, I, I like a chick that looks like she can go like. Go and take a, take a round or two with she's you in the ring. Fit. She's fit. Yeah, she's. Oh, she's she is more thick. than fit. Oh, she's. Yeah, yeah. they they um, sexed her up real nice on that show. But holy hell, yeah. is that episode bad? <laughs> the episode's <laughs> not bad. great. I, I I liked it because yeah, slash and how there's the bumbling fools like I, Christopher I and I ripped apart. Like so many plot holes to that thing, <laughs> especially like, okay, so straight up, Mouse, mm. her design is good, her accent is good. The fact that they actually have like a history, Bob and and Mouse together, all yeah. of that's like really great. But if you recall, Aiden, at the very yeah. end, <clears throat> um, as Megabyte gets control of Enzo, not only does he go to the core. Yeah, of the principal office, Enzo for some reason has access to it. He puts his palm on reader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it grants him access to it. And Christopher and I were like, "What? That is interesting. Why, why does a ten-year-old have access to like, like the the core of mainframe that could like destroy everyone?" Right. <clears throat> yeah, and. If Fong only has access to it, why does he only have three fingers? Holy shit, we never even thought about that. Yeah. No, the Fong reader had five. <laughs> I just like Mouse, so I put that on one of my favorite episodes because, like, that's Mouse. Also, seeing uh, Jealous um, Dot was yeah, Jealous Dot was kind of funny, too. So. It was funny in that, like, kind of sitcom kind of yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. 
friends. You know, not great, but not but not horrible. Mm. Yeah. No. no. Um. Oh, but yeah, to horrible. to to race along, uh, <laughs> Christopher, your third favorite. This might shock you, uh, you guys, but my number three favorite is uh, one that uh, I know for a fact Cal was not a uh, particular particular fan of. Um, oh. My number three favorite is Enzo the Smart. Oh, <laughs> really? Uh, Tell I, us why. I knew there were. I, I, I knew there was going to be a choice. This was going to be a choice on here that I would have to uh, to kind of justify. That didn't and, make either of my lists, so I'm 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 I want to hear this. Yeah, it didn't make either of mine. But continue, or did it? Or did it? <laughs> ho ho! What mystery? So um, so do tell us why Enzo the. This that... is my number third favorite episode because I have a soft spot for incredibly stupid characters being played up for comedy. (laughs) Yeah. Like my um, uh, listeners, anyone out there who is familiar with red versus blue, my favorite character on that show is uh, not church uh, caboose Mm, because I love how like just over the top, like just mind bogglingly stupid. He is. And uh-huh. like this is an entire episode of seeing these characters just being so outrageously dumb that they like can barely function as individuals, and it's played up for laughs to great to effect. Gi- to give you some credit, like Mike the TV's fake ad reads are pretty good, and there are moments in the background. We we probably paused and discussed that episode scene per scene more so than any other. Like being like, oh guys, check out check out this mark. Like everyone's like Dot is T Rex arming it. Right. In the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's good. yeah, there's a lot of like um physical comedy going on in that episode. Yeah. I also really appreciated the fact that um after mainframe's clock speed had been slowed down like not only did the characters get slower and more stupid but they actually uh their their color depth went down oh sorry yeah like the resolute like it went in 16 bit (laughs) yeah yeah it was a it was an interesting visual touch yeah and it, it it kind of forced enzo who was a character uh, who's all like, man, I can do this. Let me do this. This was a, a situation where he actually didn't want to. Yeah. And kind of was kind of forced by through his own shenanigans, kind of forced to actually pick himself up and solve a problem. That's true. No one fixed it for him. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. That showed some character growth because he had to fix the problem himself instead yeah. of him being like, Bob Dodd, help me. I'm Scorpionuck yeah. for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey man, he's a fucking scientist. <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. I can, I can give you that. It's, it's funny. The game is funny. The game yeah. is dumb as we have discussed at length on that episode. Like only the last level matters. 
Yeah. But, uh, well, the game is basically just summer games, which was an old PC game from like the mixed, late 80s. Mixed with like the last, yeah, exactly. So all of them are very standard Olympic games. And then the last level is like fucking wacky, like American Gladiator slash MXR. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, not MXR. Um, uh, fuck, what was it called? MXC. Uh, well, MXC. MXC. Yeah. MXC. Oh, like, yeah. What was game. the last? What was the final round of American Gladiators called? The Gauntlet. Was it Gauntlet or the Eliminator? Um, it's something like that. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. One of those two. I know that. Yeah. And, anyway. and they won by cheating, which is nice. <clears throat> yeah. Shouldn't that have crashed the game? Anyways, mo- moving. <laughs> shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, that was my number three. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, so it's my um, second. Um, so my second to least favorite episode. Yeah, it is the Tiff. Nice, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yes, we did. And um, Frisk it literally stopping Enzo from dying. And Bob and Dot like being like. Oh, it's so nice that the other person apologized first. I'm willing to make good, but I will never apologize first. Fuck you. <laughs> like they're willing to say sorry, but not willing to admit that they're wrong. And it's like, uh, that's man, grow up. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. 20 anymore. I don't got. I I ain't got time for that. That's a very yeah. even kids don't do that. Like kids kind of like get in arguments, and then the next day they want to ride bikes. But like. 16 to 25 like a minor disagreement is like friendship breaking and it's just kind of cringy to watch that play out i don't know arguing with my ex-wife was kind of like that and how what when did you guys get married (laughs) (laughs) uh 16 to 25 no no (laughs) well we all we all mature at different rates, you see. How old, and... how old was I? I was I was twenty eight, and she was twenty six. Yeah. Uh, yes, a chapter in our lives we best put behind us. <laughs> a tale as old as time. Cheers. <laughs> a tale I don't want you to read to you before bedtime because you'll have nightmares yes <laughs> a tale as old as time that we won't sing a song about no <laughs> no there's no joy here <laughs> uh, anyways uh, that's that's it uh what good thing about the tiff what can anyone help me out here uh it looked cool again oh i liked dot yeah the, the game looked cool um but the Dot when she's like, well, I'm going to go help my brother. And Bob just shows up with himself and Glitch. But Dot has like like a hard hat with a light. <laughs> That's right. She's got like a ladle and a toilet plunger, like ready right, for anything. Right, yeah. She's going camping. Ready for literally anything. <laughs> she's <laughs> going camping. And uh, other... Uh... Uh, it's weird that he would put himself on a real like... like machine that deletes things like what the fuck anyways shall we move on to sniddler's uh second least favorite episode second least least favorite like the worst of the worst no no number two 
<laughs> so so number one is your like least favorite. Uh, this uh, is the next one. I know uh, what that's why we kept it to three. Five was too cat, much. I was like Sniddler's with us, trying, Christopher. My cat's trying to get into the room here. You tell him to come on in and give him some pets. Scratching at the door. Tell him to tell him to come on in and uh, put a mic in front of his face. Wow. <laughs> okay. The second one on my list is Belly of the Beast. In the Belly of the Beast. That is also uh, on my list. Yep. Figured it might be. That was a very interesting episode. Give us, give us a point of why, why you don't. A point of why I do not like it? Yeah. Like, what's your a, a biggest point. gripe with it? Uh... Is because is it just the dog farting the whole episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of poo jokes. Yeah, um, it just seems like it's it's a it's a filler episode. There's a lot of well, there's just so there's a <laughs> help me out here. Um, I, I'll I wait. Could, there's a I lot in, that happens in this episode. I'm gonna help you. Sorry, what? <laughs> I, I'm gonna wait to point out the things I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna table uh, the discussion on because In the Belly the, of the Beast for now. There's a there's a fair amount in this episode that didn't really. Um, like yeah, you know, yeah. For yeah. instance, the episode is almost nonsensical, and if yeah. you don't watch it, you don't actually lose anything from <laughs> what the the reboot experience. Yeah. There's some cool parts with Mega Breath. Like when he's running on all fours. I guess that's the, cool. Yeah, there there are some cool scenes the and everything. Viral binomes, like kind of around. Yeah. Little, yeah, those little buffoons this kind of or they, they, that are being defeated single handedly by a well not single handedly, but by a boy and his dog. Mostly the dog. Basically. But... And and, <laughs> mostly, and a and a, a yeah. eight foot blow up boat. Um, hey man, that that boat seems some sh- some shit. Yeah, apparently. It, well, this apparently it's bombproof. Well, yeah. The dog fired. Remember, um, it was a um, like a a, a BSNP like <laughs> um launcher. Yeah. So it made them explosion proof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh. That's that it was happened. Just, uh, it, it was it was it was kind of one of those. Um. Yeah. See, I'm having the hardest time piecing this one. Together. You know what? I don't think one. you have to worry about it too long because we're actually going to go on to Christopher's. That sounds great. <laughs> number two. All right. Uh, my number two is an episode that we brought up earlier: racing the clock. Ah, um, yes. So you disliked it slightly more than me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Christopher uh, was not having this one. Yeah, so much so that I actually, while we were, uh, this was an episode of the podcast that uh, uh, you weren't part of, Sniddler, but uh, Mm -hmm. this was, I I was having a really hard time even talking about the episode because I was so disinterested in it. Yeah, he was, he was like, anyways, and he'd jump like 10 minutes ahead and start talking (laughs) and I'd be like, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, and it kind of gets worse when they enter the game, not better. Yeah, it's a very uninteresting game. As I mentioned earlier, it's a very uninteresting game that drags on too long. The whole the whole plan is stupid. 
Like, it's like, okay, obviously it's a bomb. So yeah. we're just going to, so we're not going to let Enzo deliver it, but we're just. It has a number on the front counting down and Bob does not know it's a bomb. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but yeah. he says it's a bomb earlier. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, we already talked about it at length. I don't, uh, I don't think we need to. To, to to dwell on that one. It, it's yeah. kind of the longer. same kind of the same way I feel about the one I just brought up, the uh Belly of the Beast. It was one yeah. of those for me. Yeah. yeah. So any anyways, on to the good. Mm. Um my second favorite episode. Nice. Is the Crimson Binome. Hey, that's my second too. Oh, then we'll both talk about it. Well <laughs> uh, blow didn't, me down. Didn't make my list, gentlemen. What? You son of a bitch. Ugh. He said, I'm coming over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll be over there. I'm far away. <laughs> like the T-1000. Just straight to Christopher's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you in about like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was a, yeah, like, uh, it was a really, really, really hard cut, but it, um, yeah, I just... You know, what was it's only three, so I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't do it. And well, that's that makes more variance between our lists too, right? Mm. Um, the Crimson Binome. Um, Snidler and I have that as our second favorite. Yeah, it is one of my favorites because even though I'm like okay, there. Oddly, as I get older, I appreciate like family movies more. Do you know what I mean? Like the Santa Claus or like the the um. Like, geez, well, I don't know why I'm stuck on that. But, like, a lot of things, as I get older, I, I appreciate, like, family movies more. And, like, how they... It's very wholesome. They're, they're pirates, right? But, like, yeah. when they attack people or shoot people, they just end up in, like, a frozen Energon cube. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then after a few minutes, they just... It just... They just pop just, out of it. Yeah. And when they get to the end and they're all dueling, and then, like, there's that, like, banter back and forth between... Dot and Gavin. Yeah. And they decide that it's actually profitable and for him, because he doesn't have to fight for it, he just needs to go back and forth, they end up becoming like business partners between systems. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting because then it's like, oh, wait a second. The Crimson Binome, uh, sorry, what was the ship called again? Uh, the Admino? The, no, the, 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 saucy about that. the saucy mare. The saucy mare. Yeah, we yeah. joked about um, the yacht being the SS Minnow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that implies that he he actually visits different sim- systems, which is interesting yeah. in of itself. Yeah. So the I ending mean, is cool. To, yeah. The characters are cool. Bob's in like prison. It vaguely talks about Mouse. Um, Mister Christopher is in the episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, Princess Bula. Uh, it's just, yeah. it feels like there could be like a side, like a few side episodes with just the, the, the just the Crimson Binome and his his crew. Yeah. And I, I don't know. The the whole thing was just kind of like nice. Not like the best episode, but like from beginning to end, it didn't skip any beats. It was, it was nice. Bob being stupid and like repairing his car, and he turns around to like sing into his wrench and he turns around and his entire car is gone despite the fact he lives 
um, in a penthouse suite on top, like top of a high rise. Yep. His whole car is just gone. It's <laughs> little things like that where I was like, this is, it's really hard not to, not to like, unless you're a soulless husk like Christopher. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> he just agrees. <laughs> um, um, I, I will say, uh, I think, uh, disp- I, I, somewhat ironically, despite the, uh, the technical problems that we had, <laughs> during that recording i think oh, that's right. actually my favorite episode of this podcast that we've done and i think it yeah. might just be because of all the like positive energy that you two brought talking about the episode yeah doing the impressions and the joke <laughs> yeah yeah it, you know what maybe that might be painting why it's so high on my list is because like talking about it and doing the jokes and the impressions and there's so many like inside jokes yeah that we liked to talk about um it it was fun yeah so maybe i'm biased because the actual podcast episode was fun but but mm-hmm. um anyways that's both um sniddler and neo cal's number two favorite uh should we just move to christopher's second favorite sure. uh sure yeah. yeah unless um do you sniddler do you have anything you wanted to add that i i missed uh no, actually it covered all the points. Um, I mean the only other thing I would mention is watching and all, uh, all the pirate talk and all that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the weird blow grudge. me down. The blow weird, me down. The weird <laughs> grudge between yeah. Gavin and dogs. That <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Which is the thing that we still like keep mentioning. Bad <laughs> dog. Let Very bad dog. <sighs> Bad boy. Bad boy. Mangy, <laughs> <laughs> filthy, disgusting boy. <laughs> you mangy cur. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry. Money. <laughs> Pull the smash. Yeah, it's there's lots uh, to like about it. Um who, Mongo. <laughs> Princess Mongo. Us yeah. Calling her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. Uh, didn't make my top three, but uh, as I mentioned, uh, probably the most fun that I've had uh, in minutes. In minutes. <laughs> in minutes. Oh, oh, I haven't had this fun. Okay, I'm done. I haven't <laughs> had this much fun in seconds, maybe minutes. Uh. Um. Anyways, sorry, Christopher. Your second favorite. <laughs> let's let's move on. This is so fun to talk about. It is. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two favorite is uh, Medusa Bug. Oof. That uh, all man. That was one of them that was really fighting me. Yeah. On my bottom. Uh. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> uh. That episode conveys like really like surprisingly well for a uh kids show from the 90s it conveys just like a sense of horror of like this mm-hmm. kind of unknown presence just spreading around you and just taking everything out one by one yeah as it slowly creeps toward you it's actually kind of an interesting Feelings of one. isolation yeah, it's actually kind of an interesting watch uh, in 2020. 
Christopher, uh, I think it was just yes. you and I. I'm not sure if Snidler was there for that one. Uh, he left about halfway through. Oh, that yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but one of the themes that we talked about was this is this is a scary episode as an adult, but as a kid, it's a throwaway episode. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, whatever. It's kind of boring. There's not even a game in it. Oh wait, the Medusa bug? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it terrified yeah. me as a kid. Oh, it did. Yeah. As a kid, I was like, oh, boring. There's no game. <clears throat> I was just like, what is this thing? You know, just you know, the point of view of the of the bug just scouring the entire town, turning everything to stone. Yeah. It's a good pick. That that feeling of despair, like uh, not even the shield. From, oh, from getting um, into the principal office, you know, and then yeah. just like how harrowing it is for for Bob when he finds out that he is immune. Remember, yeah. he was frozen mid scream, and yeah. when we cut back from a commercial, we hear like, <clears throat> "What a weird!" Imp- That's kind of one of the most impactful moments on the show. I would actually argue mm, his yeah. scream like echoes, and like the um the stone like like covering everything like bursts off of him yeah like he breaks free from his own like sheer will because he's not from mainframe right yeah. he's a guardian yeah. and I thought, I thought that was super cool. existential like agony as he's screaming that is that is some shit and like, like the cat just yeah the cat, my, <laughs> my cat my cat loves this <laughs> and like the the shots of the the various uh binomes and sprites just being like just frozen in, in mid, terror. like frozen in terror, like yeah. dots, like trying to help, like the the zero binome with the baby, oh. and they're like, yeah, it's it's really really harrowing, and what, yeah, what? the just the the existential dread, like you mentioned, of yeah. Bob knowing that he is like truly alone, and probably, I mean, obviously, like he ended up like figuring things out, but like at that moment, it's like, oh, he's destined to just be alone in mainframe yeah and what makes just adds a little cherry on the top of why that episode is is good and scary by the way christopher and i talked about how um the lighting and the camera angles as he interacts with hexadecimal again like accentuate like how weird and scary and sensual and like insane (laughs) of a villain she is yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't she just freeze him in the air? And there's there's a lot of shit with their interaction. There's a lot to yeah. unpack. Yeah, and watching her like yeah, de- yeah, deal dealing with Scuzzy and just like yelling at him, being like, Oh, aren't you uh, are you pleased with everything? And like he's frozen, so he can't respond, and she's like, Answer me, or something like that. Yeah. She flips out on him and then just gets really sad and like hangs her head and then just sends him away. Yeah, actually. I'm not it's changing a, any of the list, but that one might actually be above Wizards, Warriors, and sponsors for me. Now that I'm yeah. rethinking it, but <sighs> it's a it's a weirdly honest depiction of someone with emotional problems. Yeah, and uh, I already said like the cherry on top, but like another one is there's kind of a time limit because a very serial killer thing to do, mind mm. you, is. <clears throat> She has a whole bunch of binomes and sprites like suspended in the air, like trophies yeah. around her. And the when garden. Bob gets there, one by one, they start like disintegrating. 
like they're yeah. dead they're gone they're deleted yeah so like it's it's not like oh he it might take a year or two but he'll change everything back no everything will be, will become deleted if he doesn't do something yeah mhm and um that like time frames and feeling <clears throat> under pressure is something in games that always like kind of like added anxiety or fear to me like when you're being chased by something or you have a time frame yeah it uh, creates like, uh creates suspense ticking yes. clock <laughs> yeah 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 good 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 choice what so i that's uh my number two uh oh sorry uh, uh Spindler, did you uh, have something to add yeah uh, i was gonna say the the, the one thing i didn't like about that episode which is why it made neither neither of my lists uh, was how quickly it all got fixed, and Bob was able to change her mind in about mm, ten seconds. Mm. True, Cause, but because because she's got him, and then he goes, you know, oh, I like this. And it's like what? Hold on, what you do? Nice and and, quiet. and then and goes, oh yeah, it's peace and quiet. It's predictable. It's not chaotic like she really is. And then she just snaps her fingers. And it's all gone. Well, and I was he, like, "Well," he, and and that's to to attest to what Christopher said. Uh. People with disorders that are are emotionally slingshots, mm. right? Yep. Or pendulums, let's say. Um, yeah. That's kind of what it's like. Have you ever been like really mad at somebody, and you're like, oh, "I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to stay mad at them for like <laughs> days," and then you like talk to them, and you're like, "Oh, you know what?" Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. And then you're immediately like feel better about it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's realistic. And I kind of came to the conclusion, maybe not enough to save everyone, but she probably would have done that on her own, just not so quickly. Yeah, yeah okay. When you put it like that way, I guess. Yeah, it might have yeah. been like a day or two, but she probably would have been like bored and snapped her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, I never mm-hmm. really thought about it like that. Okay. Yeah. But for me, it was kind of like, oh, the episode has to end. And done. It felt like changing back was inevitable. And yeah. he just greased the wheels. Bob just greased the wheels. You know? Gotcha. Got to put that okay. genie back in the bottle eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to rub it the right way. <laughs> Jeez, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, what are we on? Are we on our most hated episode? Uh, I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Mine is in the belly of the beast. I can ah. only take so much fart jokes in one episode. <laughs> that is also my number one. So, All right. Christopher, how about a whole episode revolving around a dog burping and farting? That sounds great, doesn't it? Oh, yes. An episode Uh, that is completely inconsequential to anything else at all that that occurs throughout the rest of the season that involves a dog swallowing something and getting essentially getting food poisoning and burping and farting and shitting everywhere. Yeah, but don't worry, yeah. he'll pass it naturally. And the greatest part is, we don't even really know why Megabyte wants this fucking thing. Nope. We never yeah. found out anything useful. So remember, find out what you want to do with the episode, and then write backwards, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this episode was clearly written, like, they came up with the idea of, like, oh, 
it would be funny to have an episode where Frisket is sick. Well, okay, here's the thing. I like Frisket and Enzo. They're a good team. They're even a better team in other seasons. I won't get into that, right? But, like, yeah. him and Frisket are, are fucking solid. It's a real shame that they're first, like, oh, shit. Like, Frisket's, like, Frisket can hold his own, and he's, like, an actual character. It's a shame that it's this episode, because it sucks. It's fucking bad. Yeah. Like, I, I think like, I said people that. People even like... step, step in. Like when we uh, when we recorded, (laughs) Uh, that episode of the podcast, and yeah, it it does. Like, I hate this. I never want to watch this goddamn episode or reboot ever again. (laughs) Some positives. Uh, A positive from you. Go. The boat launcher, maybe. Uh. We get to meet old man Pearson. <laughs> we get to meet one of the uh, story writers, self inserts. <laughs> I don't think we had met old man Pearson prior to this. Right. And he's got an Irish accent. Hooray. Um, <laughs> Frisk for having a uh, V8 engine under his nose was kind of a neat visual. Yeah. And he revs it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I liked Megabyte like running on all fours and like completely manhandling the tank, like stopping it, digging yeah. his like heels in, and then just slamming right. it around. I was like, holy shit, he is very dangerous. It does a good job of conveying how powerful just he is with no no weapons, no anything, just naked fucking Megabyte like as dangerous as shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's not good. That's, my my uh, least favorite episode. Yeah, um, that's Snidler. all I had for positives. So, yeah, Snidler, uh, positive, nothing. No, I thought <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny when when Megabyte stepped in the poo at the very. I end. thought oh, that was that distasteful. Uh, <laughs> I had to come up with something, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Snidler. It was at no. that point in the episode where I was finally, like, I was finally just like, oh, fuck, I, I'm out. Like, <laughs> Luckily, that's at the end, yeah. Luckily, it's at the end, yeah. Um, the, that was the episode, like, one episode that I was watching where I, like, for a brief moment, was like, should I really have started this podcast? How dare you? <laughs> it is interesting watching them as an adult and going, some of these aren't great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Christopher and Neo Cal's least favorite episode. Uh, Snidler, what's yours? I'm going to be honest, we mentioned them all. The tip, what, what's your number the one? And, oh, wait, hold on. And, um,. Uh, the two-part finale. Sorry, but which 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 is your least number one least favorite episode? Uh, the uh, this whole thing has got me second guessing all of my answers. 
Right. <laughs> go, wait, go wait. ahead. I, I remember last week you gave Identity Crisis Part 2 an alphanumeric rating. I did. I did. And then I watched it again and oh, uh, realized ooh, how... Uh, I do not like... Realized how I uh, did not. I approve. almost put the two, part... two as my number one la- most hated. I, I I did after after every. Oh, is it your most, number one? My my number one most hated uh, was the part two of the finale, which got an alphanumeric rating from you. It did. It did. I retracted. Fake news. I retracted. Fake Christopher, news. I, Christopher and I were just talking news. about how you give every episode an alphanumeric. What? What? I was like, Sniddler loves every episode of Reboot. I do. I do love every episode of me. Um, why? Everything. So, I trust me. I can complain about it. Why is that your least favorite? Uh, it's it's like we went over the the game. Just seemed way too well. I think the the whole. The game seemed off. The game seemed like it was... The game was... sucks, and it's random. Yeah. Yeah. And it only has two levels. It yeah. has a level on a tricycle and the mirror room. Yes. What? That doesn't make... Oh, and I suppose the squirt gun at the end. What, the game's five minutes long? And it's supposed to it, be this I, big, like, scary thing, and, it was, like, it's pretty inconsequential. I'm pretty sure it was pretty much only there to start the plot. To drive right. the plot, if you will. Because got because because got got dot had to be put in a situation where she had to experience everything. So I think the funhouse was kind of a non a non story. She didn't even have to face her fears to beat the game. That's no. the stupid part. She gets to the squirt gun and she does something that doesn't even make sense. No, she like no. holds the hose and I fuck that game. If she had done something like, oh, um, I need to try my best, like no matter, like, uh, no matter if I'm afraid of failing, yeah, and she ended up like, say, jumping over a pit, but like the pit's not real, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's an elude, like something to elude that she's grown as a person and she's not gonna let failing, um, like, like bring her down. But no. Yeah. The last, the last level is like a fucking tricycle race with a squirt gun and a bowling ball that doesn't even hit her. It's the conclusion of the, uh, and I understand the game isn't the conclusion of her story arc in that. Yeah, I I like the existential dread of um being like oh, that this is inevitable like this uh, um her being stuck in the alternate world all of that stuff is really cool. And like it's weird and cyberpunk, and her head gets shaved, and she's got a fucking barcode tattoo. Yeah, yeah. All of that is actually really good and very mature for the show. Like that's that's actually some of my favorite character development. But the episodes are so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I it, will I I will point out a positive. Uh, with the power of hindsight, uh, for. <laughs> I did appreciate all of the whether they're intentional or not uh, foreshadowings involving Enzo. Right, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Adult Enzo with like the like the scruffy facial hair, the scar on his eye. Yeah, the the vest. Enzo. Yeah, the vest. Um, I also really liked the uh, the scene with uh, old man Fong in the alley. Yeah, just being That's like a crazy thing. old the homeless kid. Great, yeah. He's like, oh, what? 
Bub? Yes, Bub <laughs> lives with me. What? I will show you. But like, it's like, all right, I have saved your souls. And in response, <laughs> a water park. I'm. Somebody please explain that to me. Yeah, and it's I, the same water park we just saw. Yeah, so it's like literally playing SimCity, and you're just yeah. like placing like a water park every like four blocks. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, got need one over here because uh, crime is up, so I want to make people happy. <laughs> and why does indexing all of their PIDs like purify the sector? Like the whole sector is viral. Like sure the no, no the, just the area where there was grass and nothing built. Well, well and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like when this all this happens, it's literally just one fucking square of this entire sector that gets like turned green and into an energy park. Like, oh, so, it's bad. I'm changing it. Both huh? parts of episode eleven are my least favorite. <laughs> so, so that's the thing is that I, I those episodes until. It was brought up last week. And I was like, hold on a second. How did I miss this? How did I miss that? Because this is like the first uh, episode that I... Uh, wait, was it? How does Fong of... enter the game? Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Why wait. does him putting so... the reality bender on her head affect episode one's flashbacks? Because he said Midler. it temporarily destroyed mm. the Snedler. Yes. Are we ruining your childhood for you? No. No, okay. you are making me a better man. Okay. So we need I to love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we've That's still got much. three more seasons. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the device distorts space and time, right? It shows her a possible future that might exist. Oh. She doesn't believe in herself. Um, you just it, gotta believe. You just gotta believe. Because it distorts <laughs> space and time, it briefly distorts the pa her past self. Yeah. I don't know. Some Doctor Who bullshit. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paradox, all that noise. What are, we, what are we on now? Our favorites? Uh, I so. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of lost yeah. where we even are. Um, I've been, I've Cal, your favorite. It, don't worry. <laughs> uh, my favorite is episode 11, Talent Night. That's mine too. That is also my favorite. Woo! Well, hey! <laughs> Hooray! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, unanimous. I think this is the first one other than the Crimson Binome where one or more of us have, more than one of us have uh, agreed. And it's all three of oh. us. Uh, no, uh, me and uh, Cal, you oh, and sorry, I. Both we hate. Had... We we both hate in the belly of the beast right. equally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snidler and I both like Crimson Binome equally, but Christopher and I are great hatred of in the belly of the beast. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the top. Um, Talent Night is just fuck. I don't know why it's so good. Like on paper, it shouldn't be any better than any of the other episodes, but it just it just There's is. There's a lot of a lot of really fun references where I don't think the story in this episode really matters because this is just purely entertainment. No. And there's like the, the episode doesn't even have like much of a plot to it. Yeah. It's like, Oh, they're, they're assembling they're They're trying to put together a talent show 
for yeah. Enzo's birthday and Bob's trying to keep Enzo busy. Like there's not much there, but there is just such, this is like, there is such a, uh, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but there's like, there's, there's, there's a level of joy to this episode that I can't really put into words. Yeah. It was just as good, if not better than when I watched it as a kid. You know what? It's better. Yeah. yeah. Like even oh. even before like even before we got to this point uh in the podcast like I was still like I still watch Talent Night a couple of times. Cuz I'm like I I just love this episode so much. It's a delight. I've seen this episode literally like probably like a 100 times in my life. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually well, uh, wow. That's probably I, close with me too. Well, I, I think I mentioned on that episode when I was a kid, I used to have a VHS tape of just that episode. It was I, like I a standalone release of, uh, yeah, of just that episode. So I used to watch the shit out of it when I was mm. a kid. Huh. But, uh, yeah. well, I, I would actually argue that it does have a plot and that it is very well, well written. Um, it cuts, like, for instance, <clears throat> the true uh, driving parts of the plot are the organization of the show and mm. Bob distracting Enzo. The yeah. conflict is getting the show done on time, but you could also say the additional conflict is Enzo possibly ruining his surprise. And the mm. payoff is that even though he does end up going there like early and kind of seeing behind the stage, by the time he figures out what's going on, boom, it, and, and like dot fixes it and it launches into this like celebration thing and it kind of montages the different things that he's like viewing and we get surprised too for yeah. example we oh that's what dot's dress was when she was choosing between blue and red right yeah um the director chairs that dot and emma are in that banter back and forth is like <laughs> like actually like really good writing but mm-hmm. like after like Enzo's birthday surprise actually starts, it's flawless. Like it, it is so, <laughs> it's so entertaining. Even to the point when you're like, uh oh, who who was it that got like flattened? Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're like, oh okay, like Elvis is here, and then when Megabyte shows up, it's so fucking like metal. It like he f- comes out in a fucking coffin, and it just uh, it's. Expected him to eat, like, bite the head off of a bat. It's, it's, it's great. It, it was, is, yeah. It was an awesome sequence, that one. Yeah, it's a great paced episode overall as well. Pacing I guess maybe is important. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very plot driven episode. But I guess what I mean is, like, this, like, the, the plot has a scale to it that's a lot smaller. Oh, it than doesn't you would move. Ex- that yeah. you would expect for a show like this. Like, and the, stake, the stakes aren't anywhere near as high as they usually are. Well, there's a red herring conflict, too. Megabyte trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Uh, to, for this to be followed up by, by um, the Funhouse, and the episodes not even being about the fucking Funhouse... <laughs> It, yeah. Again, uh, really yeah. good parts. Like like Dot facing her <clears throat> like inner doubts, like dealing with straight up it's 
like an allegory for like depression at times, right? Yeah. But like when when that episode is preceded by this talent night, yeah. Uh, like this kind of feels like the unofficial um season finale. I, I was like, just I, I feel I, like that. I was just going to say that this would have actually made a better season finale. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I when I was a kid, I thought this was the season finale. <laughs> oh shit. Making a two parter. <laughs> and now you're watching, now you're watching it now and you're like, God damn it. Childhood a, ruined. Right. Making a two parter <laughs> for the season finale is no bueno. That's, that's not good thinking on their part. Mm. It's not because, uh, like I said, if it's an episodic show for kids, not only is the funhouse like hard to take in, making it two parter when you might only catch one part is a weird way to end the season. But whereas Talent Night, that's a phenomenal way to end the season because it kind of like, I feel like that captures why we fucking liked Reboot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's my summary. Talent Night is why we like reboot. Yep. You know, I I I think that's probably the perfect bow to put on that. I don't uh I don't know what I can possibly add to that that would would uh be a better summary than yep. uh Talent Night is why we like reboot. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good good out for us. You you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. No. Even if you've already watched reboot and said the same thing, don't believe everything first. you read in the funny papers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rare, <laughs> she rare. So that has been season one of reboot. We did it, guys. We, we did. did it. Blow your weird little kazoo thingies. I don't have one. I don't have one either. I wish I did. Well, blow me down. <laughs> that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. We actually. I don't know. I. I feel like we actually accomplished a thing here. We did. We. We set out to. Uh, to record a podcast and we did it and we're going to keep we doing it. But on a, um, on a more, more personal note, um, this has been a, this has been the, the year to end all years. Um, yeah, but, but it's also the year where I finally did a thing that I've talked about doing for, probably like seven or eight years now and that's start a podcast and not only that but I started two podcasts and awfully bold of you good sir uh, when I look back at 2020 I'm going to look at back at this year as the year that I finally did the thing that I always wanted to <clears throat> and not only that but I also got to do that with you fine gentlemen. Yeah, thanks Aww. for thanks for anyone listening like Christopher is the uh what's the word? showrunner, frontrunner. Um 
front man <laughs> hype man editor <laughs> producer there we go uh of uh alphanumeric um i have the prestige title of coming up with the title of it and nothing more <laughs> but uh it's been like i wouldn't have done this if you didn't 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 uh commit to it and uh yeah thanks for thanks for doing that man yeah thanks for inviting me and we have committed um we've been uh me and cal have been recording we we recorded our first podcast on july 31st of this year and we have done at least one podcast every single weekend since and for for the listeners we are recording this right now on december 18th so uh it's it's dedication and uh aiden i i know you've had to miss a couple episodes but you've uh you've also been here and you've also you've committed and uh means a lot well it's been it's been an absolute pleasure i'm glad uh first go oh be there for all of them next season i swear <laughs> well and so, there's three of us so we we is if one of us has a reason to not be there then the other two can can save it yeah the the show okay. must go on so oh. uh this is um christmas and new years are coming up so this is going to be the the last podcast that we record for 2020 so i just wanted to kind of close it out with a um with a real heartfelt message and just say um i i appreciate i sincerely i i appreciate you guys doing this with me yeah it's been it's been fun it's it's been an absolute pleasure i'm uh thank you for thank you for including me well i'm gonna get real for for a second here Mm. um i usually uh am the uh the one that the people call the the funny dumb one but uh and by people i mean me <laughs> but i'm not really working through the covid stuff and i've been speaking of funhouse episodes and uh, medusa bug and existential dread having this podcast kind of saved me from 2020 yeah it gave me like one responsibility which i think is actually important for prolonged happiness whether it's a job family a hobby right yeah uh and two like something to socialize with Uh, i don't know about you two and how much you you interact with others even though i have been working at a hotel for the last decade I think doing this podcast, as well as the other one Christopher and I do, um, Too Much Energon, the the Beast Wars one, Mm -hmm. I think I'm better at communicating. Like, I'm better at, like, talking to, like, my partner. I I don't interrupt people as much. I think I'm a little wittier. Like, I I come up with things, like, on the fly much better. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so, yeah, it's actually done me a lot of good. I think it's definitely also, uh, for me, um, it's made me uh, a lot more mindful of conversation cues as well. 
uh, even in just day-to-day life. And uh, and I think this is uh, some of you, Cal, rubbing off on me because uh, as I've I've made no secret, I I genuinely think you're one of the funniest people I've ever known. Oh, thank um, you. The like doing these shows for the past few months has like made me a lot quippier in my day-to-day life. I I definitely think so. <laughs> it's uh yeah, so so same, same. Yeah, I definitely feel that too. And if um we we don't have like a, a massive listener base or anything like that, but we 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 do have listeners. Um I, I see all the data and I see where all of you are and most of you are in the US so uh, shout out to you and I, I want to thank everyone who is listening to this show and anyone who might listen to this show and discover it down the road um, thanks for the support also big thank you to our number one fan uh, Alucar uh, whose yeah. name is also Chris uh Big thanks to you, man. You've been a uh, a big uh, been a big cheerleader for this show, and uh, we really good. appreciate it. He's he also is good, good on the uh, the good. podcast. Yeah. yeah, he's cool guy. I had a lot of fun uh, doing that episode with him, and uh, would love to have him back again in the future. Absolutely. So yeah. maybe um, season some season two stuff. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, I guess 2021 is going to be our season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there, there's a deeper like joke I can make there, but I'm going to... I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let 2021 be the season two of your life, everyone. These are the days of our lives. Like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> Uh, I we had did one. this last time. <laughs> All uh, we I... are is dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> dust. dust. Wind. 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 Uh, I, had one, <laughs> I had one more point that I wanted to bring up, too. I should have written this down. Yeah, how dare you? I know. Um, yes, what yeah, is the uh, point? What is the point of any of this? Talk about cartoons? <laughs> Uh, no, just, uh, yeah, once again, just, uh, 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 thanks to you guys for, for doing this with me and thanks to the listeners. And, uh, I, I, I hope we continue on with this in 2021, continue on with reboot and, uh, Cal, me and you with, uh, too much energon and, uh, after all that's done, continue on with other pod future podcasts because uh this is uh these are the days of our lives i've i i've really this is a thing that i really like doing and i really like doing it with you guys and it's a thing i'd like to keep doing so yeah it's fulfilling not just not even just the um uh, the re- the uh, the actual like recording part, but I also get a lot uh, on a uh, creative level. I get a lot out of the the editing process and the the publishing and like making like wacky show art and cutting together weird little <laughs> weird little musical intros and 
it uh, it just it brings me a lot of joy. Good. So. Yeah. Um. While while we're here, while while we're here, um. Uh, Snidler, actually, mm. we've never really said, hey, do you have any projects or podcasts or anything that you want to plug? And we briefly <laughs> mentioned it, but I, let's let's actually like talk about that like now. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. Podcast? Uh, yeah, I have one going. For... It's, uh, it's been on hold for a couple of weeks now because of restrictions. Um, right. But with uh, with the, the whole thing of covid going on uh no opportunity to uh to do much live music and it's been kind of killing the 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 music scene here in victoria and the lower mainland so uh and everywhere else i'd imagine yeah um so i started doing a show called uh, mobile sessions where i every week i would go out and uh cruise the town while a new artist every week would do a set in my car acoustically um so yeah there's a there's a youtube channel up uh Oldsmobile sessions there's uh there's uh there's also a podcast version where if you don't have time to watch you can just turn it on it's just the audio really and yeah. uh it gives gives musicians because you know we're all going nuts so you know we we, we want to do stuff we want to play we want to do what we're born to do and uh so yeah kind of just this thing that i started doing for the musical community and i'm um yeah i'm looking forward to 2021 when hopefully uh if we can get our act together we can uh <laughs> start doing stuff outside again with people yeah, yeah. Live, and, uh, live music especially is one of that those. yeah yeah live music is one of those um uh one of those fields that's been kind of hit the hardest with uh, the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Well, if you're kind of struggling doing that before, then the 2020 kind of knocked you on your ass for that yeah. because right. it hasn't really made that an option. No. But uh, yeah, uh, Oldsmobile Sessions. Oldsmobile Sessions because I drive around in Oldsmobile Cutlass. Oh. And, and uh, uh, the YouTube is has video? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was it, it's it was it was originally uh and then people started liking it and um you know really getting into it and asking if they could be on it and, and so I started doing like pre-recorded episodes because it really started taking off and so there's 10 up right now. So it uh went through a couple months doing it um All every right. week straight. And yeah, then, ladies and gentlemen, I watched a couple of those uh, early Facebook Live uh, Oldsmobile sessions. Um, they're pretty good, so go check those out on YouTube. Uh, how can they find them on YouTube, Aiden? Uh, just search Oldsmobile Sessions. Or uh, on Facebook, you can look up Oldsmobile Sessions, uh, the page, uh, where I have posted all of the videos and links to the podcast as well which is also available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, Anchor as well. Well, there you go. Yeah, wherever, you're listening, wherever you're listening to this, you can also listen to Oldsmobile Sessions, and uh, we highly recommend that you do. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. 
All right. All right. Anyone else have any projects that we want people to know about? I mean, my I'm almost done the the box of oranges. <laughs> that's that's good. It's more of a personal thing. <laughs> Uh well, uh the listeners here are listening to my projects, so I don't uh I don't have anything else to really plug other than to say uh best way to support this show is to if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, be sure to give us a five star rating because it helps us out with discoverability. Uh, also, if you like this show, tell your friends. If you don't like this yes. show, tell your enemies. Either way, <laughs> tell people about this show. Either way, we get listeners. Uh, check out our website, uh, www.alphanumeric. or alphanumericpodcast.ca, where you can listen to uh, every episode of this show uh, through a web browser. You can also find social media links. And all of that other fun stuff. Also, me and Cal do another podcast called uh, Too Much Energon, a Beast Wars podcast. Uh, it's formatted very similarly to this, uh, but me and Cal talk about every episode of Beast Wars. Uh, it's our yeah. original podcast. So this is kind of a, in a way, kind of a spinoff of it. Um, yeah, uh, we, we talk about, it's, it's the same um, company. It's Mainframe Entertainment. Yeah. Mainframe entertainment. Yeah. Uh, it, it's my goal one day to cover the what I consider to be the holy trifecta of mainframe entertainment '90s shows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Aiden, do you know what the uh, mainframe entertainment did after Beast Wars? Who me? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 I do not. Uh, they did another show called Shadow Raiders, based on the the War Planets toy. Oh, I forgot about Shadow Raiders, which I have actually watched as an adult. Um, gotta say, it, I think it's probably their best written show. What? Wow. Oh, it's wow. I, it's I, surprisingly I, good. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, or maybe when we're done these, we can we can check that out and talk about it if yeah. it's worth talking about. It's definitely worth talking about. Oh, well, there we go. And I've actually, I've never seen season two. It only lasted two seasons. I've only, I, I've only ever seen the first season. So oh, shit. So uh, we'd be like watching it for the first time for the show. Yes, we would. That would be kind of cool. Wow. It would, it would be like a, like a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's uh, it's time for us to say good day and good year. Yeah, um, yeah. On that note, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Yule. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, until next year, Happy Holidays. Bye. Merry Christmas.